Hello, welcome to the Zachariah Show. And in this episode, I will be reviewing The Dark Knight Rises. And remember folks, in order for this podcast to be monetized, I need to reach 11 more plays. So please, I kindly ask you to listen to my podcast so I can start making money off this show. Now here's the review. The Dark Knight Rises is quite an interesting film, and it's the third movie in the trilogy, and third movies are usually the least good ones. However, I consider this one to be e- this third movie to be equal to Batman Begins in terms of quality, and it's quite enjoyable. However, I do have an issue with it that I will address in the spoiler section of this podcast. As usual, I'll begin with the acting. The performances in this movie are great. Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, and Gary Oldman all return and betray their characters with the same amount of skill and brilliance that was used for their performances in the previous two movies. Newcomers Anne Hathaway, Marianne Cautillard, and jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Tom Hardy are also great. Especially Tom Hardy, who gives the best performance in this movie as Bane, a mercenary that was excommunicated by the League of Shadows and went into exile, who then returned to complete Raza Ghul's plan to destroy Gotham City. The cinematography in this movie is also good. It isn't as cool to look at compared to Christopher Nolan's other movies, but it still serves its purpose. The story is also very enjoyable, and it brings a lot of stuff from the first movie into this one, which I enjoyed. It is also most likely due to Heath Ledger dying before the movie was filmed, which is unfortunate. And it would be very excellent to see what this movie would have been like if Heath Ledger survived and came back to play the Joker again. But this movie is still good without him. I also really want to talk about spoilers, so it's best of you just to go leave to go watch the movie, and then come back once you have finished it, or just keep going if you already watched it, or just do not care for spoilers. I quite enjoy Alfred's relationship with Bruce in this movie, which has significantly changed over the course of the series. In Batman Begins in the Dark Knight, he is a reluctant companion, but here he has become sad and brokenhearted with how Bruce evolved throughout the course of the trilogy, and he doesn't want to help him anymore because he just wants him to move on. This causes Alfred to leave Bruce behind, mainly due to the thought of seeing him die from taking on Bane hurts him so much. And when he does see Bruce die at the end of the, of, the, of the film, he is so distraught and breaks down and cries at his funeral. And when it turns out that Bruce is alive at the end of the movie and is, having, and is with his wife having dinner, 
is we see Alfred is very joyful. I just found it strange that Lucius, Lucius Fox came back to help Batman, considering that he quit working with him in the Dark Knight. But I inferred that he's just happy to see his friend in good shape again, and and put it, and put it aside for old times' sake. And now another highlight from this movie is when Bane and his goons take over Gotham, and it basically becomes the French Revolution, with the 99% rising up against the 1%. Which, unironically, ends with the 99% just becoming the 1%, and they all just start purging each other. Which is pretty similar to how the French Revolution happened in real life. The opening fight scene is oh so incredible, and the cool thing about it is that it was all practical. And that, and, that, and that is one of the big reasons why I enjoy Nolan's films. He isn't afraid to go the practical route with his special effects, which is what so many movies today are missing. I also like the part where uh, Bane breaks Batman's back. That's just a, such a powerful po moment in the movie. It's movie, movie, and leads to Batman going to the prison and finally rising, haha, <laughs> because you know the title, Dark Knight Rises, from his pain and goes sets on to conquer, uh, to conquer Bane and, and his and his trauma. Now. Now, this movie features a lot of new characters, and I already talked about Bane, but some other ones I enjoyed are Catwoman and Detective Blank, or Robin, as we find out at the end. I really enjoy how Catwoman is portrayed in this film, and I'm not really much of a comic book expert or, any, or anything of that sort, but I can't imagine if I went to a, a store and picked up a Batman comic with her in it, uh, she wouldn't be too far off of how she behaves in this movie. There's also a nice dance scene where she and Bruce Wayne dance in this uh, nice fancy uh, charity ball. I prefer the dance scene in Tim Burton's Batman Returns, but it's still pretty good. And Robin's presence in this movie was a very nice touch, but it was kind of weird when he tells Bruce that he knows he's Batman because, like him, he was an orphan who watched his parents die and kind of wore a, and wore a mask to hide his pain. And when Bruce visited the orphanage to donate to charity, he saw him and he knew that he was Batman because he knew he was wearing a mask to hide his pain just like him. I mean, it probably would have made more sense if Robin just told Batman that he knew who his alter ego, who his alter ego was because Gordon trusted him enough to tell him the secret of what happened with Harvey Dent and all that jazz, but it most likely would have been as dramatic and it didn't wreck the movie, so I'm just going to let it slide. However, what I won't let slide is the horrible twist, the climax of this movie. Now, if you saw it before listening to this, you would know what I'm talking about. And that twist being that Bane was not the main villain of this movie. And instead, the true mastermind was Razar Ghul's daughter. Oh man, this, dis this disappoints me so much. Like, I grew so fond of Bane over the course of the movie, and he was such a great villain, only for him to just be a sidekick in the end. And just a, a, a ploy in someone else's scheme. And to make it worse, Catwoman just kills him unceremoniously at the end. Like, it, come on. Bane deserved better than that. Come on. Oh, well. Despite that ridiculous twist, most of the movie is still pretty good, and is a worthy successor to The Dark Knight. Overall, despite its flaws, The Dark Knight Rises is still worth the watch. And I'll see you next time on The Zachariah Show, where I'll be reviewing Christopher Nolan's ninth film in 
Interstellar.